Hi everyone, today is February 10th, 2024, and this is Read Through the New Testament. Where we read through the New Testament. Yes, and we're more than halfway through. Yeah, we're, we're, the end is in sight. Yeah. Yeah, we've been on a long journey, but we're almost there. Kind of almost there. Okay. Okay, so we are reading Luke 12, 1 through 31, and then we're going to start 1 Timothy today, chapters 1 and 2 of 1 Timothy. And we'll talk about that when we get there. Right. Yep. Okay, so chapter 12, remember we left off it yesterday in chapter 11 where Jesus and the religious leaders were really going at it. Jesus was blasting them. He was them. blasting them, yes. The and woes then they were, upon them. They were trying to catch him. Yep. Okay, so chapter 12, verse 1. Um, in the meantime, when so many thousands of the people had gathered together that they were trampling one another... That's a lot of people following him. Yep. Uh, he began to say to his disciples first, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Nothing is covered up that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. Therefore, whatever you have said in the dark shall be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in private rooms shall be proclaimed on the housetops. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more that they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast him into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. And I tell you, everyone who acknowledges me before men, the Son of Man, will also acknowledge him before the angels of God. But the one who denies me before men will be denied before the angels of God. And everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven. But the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. And when they bring you before the synagogues and the rulers and the authorities, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, Man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. He said, Take care earlier. Beware of the Pharisees and of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. And here he says, Take care of covetousness. And he told them a great story. It's a parable saying the land of a rich man produced plentifully. And he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. And he said, I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink and be merry. But God said to him, fool, This night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. And he said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouses nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? 
he said that twice. Mm-hmm. About mm-hmm. We're more important, yep. more, more valuable than Super birds. important concept. Um, and which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his life, his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you, oh you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. All right. Lots of stories. Yeah. Lots of different, you know, but... And we're only partway done with Luke 12, <laughs> so um, we'll finish that on Tuesday of next week. Yeah. So... Super difficult these summaries are. I just admit that. Just do your best. And you guys have been doing great on your summaries, by the way. Yes, you really have. We're so encouraged. Yeah, it's fantastic. So keep it up, guys. And um, just write down what you can, what you think is most important in the little space you have. Okay. All right, now we come to 1 Timothy. Yet another book in the New Testament. This is called uh, A Pastoral Epistle. Because it's written to a pastor. And an epistle means a letter. letter. So it's a letter to a pastor. In contrast. Right. So the other church, the other books we've read, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians. Those mm-hmm. have all been written by Paul to churches. Yeah. So this is different. This is to a specific pastor named Timothy. Yeah. Who, by the way, Paul. Was, was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. Yeah. And Paul met him on his first missionary journey, probably, um, mm-hmm. when he went to Lystra and Derby. But on his second missionary journey, when he saw him again and understood just his faithfulness and saw about him qualities, kind of picked him up and just said, hey, come with us. Yeah, and that was Acts 16. Yep. And Timothy was young. Very young. And But stayed with Paul. Paul became like a spiritual father to mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. and learned a lot from Paul. Paul mm-hmm. said that he has no one else um, like Timothy, who would basically represent him and do things just as he would do it. Yep, and Paul will so. call Timothy my true child in the faith in our text today. Uh, he also calls him my son in, in other places, and just a very dear, very dear servant to the Apostle Paul. Mm-hmm. So here in First Timothy, the key of the book of First Timothy is found in, in chapter 3, verse 15. I write these things so that you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God. He's writing this to tell people how it is they ought to behave and believe and uh, act. And so chapter 1 particularly deals with how you deal with false teachers. Um, And then chapter 2 talks about prayer. And chapter 3 talks about elders. Chapter 4 talks about the role of a pastor. In 5, you've got older men, younger men, older women, younger women. Uh, and then chapter five deals six deals with uh, false teaching, and then also a little bit about the rich. So it's it's really kind of Paul's instructions to Timothy on how to lead a church. Yep. Right, and all the different issues that he knows Timothy is dealing with. Yep. And these books are particularly important for pastors, right? Because it's kind of like written to pastors. But it's also important for anybody who's a Christian and goes to church, so they know what to look for in a pastor. Yep. And a church. Yep, and how they ought to behave. Right, right. Okay, so 1 Timothy chapter 1 starts off this way. Paul, 
an apostle of Christ Jesus, by command of our God and Savior, and of Christ Jesus, our hope, to Timothy, my true child in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. You see the Timothy, my true child in the faith. And listen up again. It's going to come up again in our reading today. As I urged you when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any different doctrine, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies which promote speculations rather than the stewardship from God that is by faith. The aim of our charge is love that issues from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. Certain persons, by swerving from these, have wandered into vain discussion, desiring to be teachers of the law without understanding either what they are saying or the things about which they make confident assertions. Now we know that the law is good, if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which I have been entrusted. I thank him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because he judged me faithful, appointing me to his service, though formally, he's going to, review his testimony here. Acts chapter 9. Though formerly I was a blasphemer, persecutor, and insolent opponent, but I received mercy because I had acted ignorantly in unbelief, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the foremost. But I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. To the King of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be glory and honor forever and ever. Amen. This charge I entrust to you, Timothy, my child, in accordance with the prophecies previously made about you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience. By rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have handed over to Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Chapter 2, first of all then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. For this, I was appointed a preacher and an apostle. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not lying. A teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. I desire that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also, that women should adorn themselves in respect, respectable apparel, 
with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold and or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness, with work, with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet she will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. Okay. We will see you in class on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.